So, welcome to another power-packed episode of Fueled Up, unlocking the power of GA4, your guide to data-driven success, the Digital Fuel podcast. While we turn our insights into your arsenal, I'm your host, Amelia Oddy, bringing you the pulse of marketing from the heart of digital fuel performance, your go-to marketing specialists in iGaming, sports, esports, and entertainment industries. Today, we're sitting down with James Brooks, our SEO and tracking maestro, Brace yourselves for an insightful journey into the world of GA4, the game changer everyone's waiting for. As its launch looms, it's crucial for businesses to gear up. So tune in, let's unravel GA4. Hi, James. Are you ready for today's episode? I certainly am, Amelia. And uh, thank you for your lovely introductions. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, I'm really thrilled to be here and sharing insights on GA4 and the transition process. Should we dive right in? Absolutely. So could you explain the key differences in the data model between GA4 and Universal Analytics? How do businesses need to adjust their thinking? No, I, I, actually, I, I believe GA4 has adjusted to how business owners think already. So GA4 shifts away from the traditional page view and session-based model that Universal gave us and has a kind of more sensical event-driven model. Mm-hmm. Um, so in GA4, events represent user interactions. This can be a click, a download, a form submission, or in our language, a registration, a deposit, mm-hmm. a login, even like tracking when uploaded documents have failed, verification, anything like that really. So, um, And then we can then add parameters around these to provide additional context to these events. So we can bring in user ID or we can bring in deposit value. We can bring in an offline QR code like and, you know, share the data from that and the number behind that. And, you know, we can do that with ease. So this really allows, this model allows businesses to track these interactions and gain more granular insights into customer behavior and how users are actually using your website. Um, so, you know, it requires businesses to adjust their thinking in that they've been used to seeing page views, at sessions, events, uh, users versus new users, unique users versus sessions versus page views. And, and I think over time, these these metrics that more or less mean the same thing mm-hmm. have, have just, just confused this, this fear a little bit. So actually, you know, rather than tracking these broad metrics, it's now focusing on specific events and really allowing businesses to tailor campaigns and, you know, align their marketing goals. Yeah. So in the last episode, we we mentioned that a new version of anything can be hugely challenging for businesses and we picked up on the on the benefits of GA4. I wondered um, for our listeners if you could just run through some of the ch- typical challenges that they could face and how they can overcome them. Yeah, I and mean, one thing I will say, as excited as I am about it, you know, it, it is a scary process. You know, mm. we've been ingrained in in universal analytics since what, about 2012. Mm. So the one thing I would say over GA4 is plan. So, you know, careful planning and careful implementation. So one common challenge is mapping the existing events and audiences and data from universal analytics to the new event-driven model of GA4. Some things are just not going to be the same, and you will notice a discrepancy in your data comparing a month of universal data with a month of GA4 data. And that's simply because I have always felt that universal has artificially inflated page views 
mm. sometimes and hasn't handled bot traffic so well and has given a slightly skewed um, view of what's actually happening on your website. GA4, it just feels more accurate. It feels more real. But businesses should thoroughly audit their existing tracking setup and identify which event, events and parameters they already have being mm -hmm. tracked in Universal need to be migrated to GA4. And it's, and it's, it's understanding some of the nuances as well. So we've all, we're all used to setting up UTM parameters to track various sources and campaign information from mm -hmm. external sites and external campaigns. Um, but there's less of them now. So it's worth like reading up on, on uh, you know, you, you don't have quite as many UTM parameters to play with. Mm -hmm. But the ones you do have to play with are just meaningful. They make sense. And quite frankly, I've never really used the other ones. Uh, it's really important to maintain data integrity. So plan, map, build, test. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Then it's essential to ensure that, you know, data is 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 transferred accurately. So, um, but just bear in mind, you will see discrepancies. And then over the months, when GA4 becomes your main reporting platform, yeah, you know, it's, it's all going to level out. Uh, additionally, businesses may need to update your tracking code and educate your teams on the new tracking syntax. Because, um, yes, it, it is a little different. So this implementation of uh, the tracking code is absolutely crucial with, with GA4. Are there any specific considerations that businesses should keep in mind during the implementation process? Yeah, I mean, I'd always recommend having Google Tag Manager set up. Mm -hmm. If you're not familiar with it, it's a free tool that allows you to upload tracking tags without the need of a developer who's probably busy doing other things. So within that, there are GA4 tags, and there are some new triggers to consider. So the consent initialization trigger uh, for when people accept your cookie pop-up and give consent to have their behaviors tracked. Or um, you know, or you can have the standard all pages. Um, so the setup's fairly similar in the triggering, but there is a, a new GA4 setup. Um, now, you can place this on your... You could create a GA4 for mobile and apps, and you can now track activity between the two as well. So it's essential to follow the implementation guidelines. They're really clear that Google provides to ensure accurate data collection. Uh, additionally, businesses should identify the specific events and parameters that you want to track in GA4, aligning them with their marketing and your overall business objectives. So yeah, just take the time to plan and implement the code via G, you know, implement the tag via GTM. Yeah, it will just lay a solid foundation for you. So we. You've discussed the, the the transition from GA3 to GA4. What about the integration with existing systems and platforms, as that's another big concern during the transition? And what steps can businesses take to ensure a seamless integration as, as is possible of GA4? Yeah, I mean, you know, seamless integration starts with assessing the various systems and platforms that interact with your website or app, such as business intelligence tools, mm -hmm. Um the one thing I would say, you know, it's got a really interesting way it handles data. You can now get mass data sets out of it using BigQuery, you know, and these can inf this data can then be exported or API'd into some of your internal tools. Again, it's early days, mm. um, but Google wants to ensure it's the data hub and that it's connected to all of your internal MI or management information and business intelligence tools. Yeah. So 
I would identify in all of the systems you're using, identify the touch points where user interactions occur, ensure the code is implemented consistently, and coordinate with your development team or partners. Um, this is really crucial to ensure smooth integration and verify that events and parameters are being captured accurately in the platforms that essentially your stakeholders will use. Regular testing and data monitoring will properly identify and resolve any integration issues. So in your experience so far, James, with GA4, obviously it's a dynamic situation with, with GA4 evolving, but what are the common pitfalls and misconceptions that businesses should be aware of during that transition process and how can they avoid them? Yeah, the most common one we see, and there's an easy one to get into if analytics and marketing is in your day-to-day. It's essentially assuming that GA4 is just an upgraded universal analytics. Mm. It's not. It's a completely different product. It still does the things that we're used to, just so much more. So it's really important to understand the fundamental differences in the data model, page views versus events, and the tracking methodologies. Additionally, businesses should allocate sufficient time for testing and troubleshooting during the transition process. This will help identify any data discrepancies or issues early on and ensure a smoother transition. The other thing, and I have touched on this before, the data will be different mm. between Universal and Geo4. If, it's, if the discrepancy is huge, investigate it. If the discrepancy is kind of mid-level, uh, 20 30% different or less, if I'm honest, I wouldn't waste your time like just going around in circles trying to yeah. fix that. It just will be different. You know, and, and I would recommend in order to get the most out of GA4, again, I said the basic package will, you know, suit a small business. It will collect, start collecting data. But I would consult with an expert, a digital marketing agency like us at Digital Fuel, and we can really help just optimize and enhance your GA4. And I promise you, your business will not be the same again. James, thank you so much. That concludes the second episode of Fueled Up. Looking ahead in our next episode, we'll be delving into the enhanced tracking capabilities and the revamped reporting interface of GA4. We'll review how businesses can use these exciting features to drive data-driven success. In the meantime, as, as James has just mentioned, if you have any digital challenges or burning questions or you just need some help, do feel free to reach out to us at info at digitalfuel.io thank you so much for joining us today i'm amelia oddy and next time thank you